Okay, so let me just, uh, all right, beautiful. So good afternoon. I'd like to thank uh, Yehuda Zalmanovich for uh, getting me to do this five-minute uh, learning program. It was on Purim evening, so thank God. Baruch Hashem, we were straight enough to make the right decision, hopefully. And I uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about, in five minutes here, about the book of Ayikra, the book of Leviticus, which we know is customary from the ancient times and from the Medrash tells us that we start teaching children from the book of Ayikra, the book of what you call in English, the book of Leviticus, which is quite challenging to understand. Something as profound and spiritual that may be somewhat obsolete today, learning about sacrifices, why would that be the first thing that we teach to children? Maybe even before Beratius, which talks about creation and God's dynamic investment into this world, creating Hashgacha Pratis, divine providence, our purpose and our mission, we start to talk about karbanas, sacrifices. So if we look a little bit about Vayikra and then Sav and Shmini, there's an underlying message and perhaps the entire book of Leviticus, which has to do with sacrifices. We start off and it says, Vayikra and God called to Moshe Rabbeinu, which we know in general is a call to action, as opposed to Bilam, which takes it for granted. He looks at his unique relationship with God as fortuitous. I was at the right place at the right time. He doesn't take into consideration that there's destiny, divine providence, and that God wanted a response. Vayikra conjures up a response from Hashem. He calls upon us to answer him. And he explains to us, Adam mikem karben la Hashem. If a man, a human being, Adam using the language of man, which is Adam Elyon, which is the highest form of man, one that is imitatio Dei, that so to speak, acts in accordance with God's will as the homo sapien, what we call the Medaber, the one that speaks the highest level of the, of the species of all creation. He says, Adam, when man, Kiyakriv would like to become close to God because faith itself is not a status. Faith itself is not just a moment of being. If we want to have faith that translates into trust, into something that's actionable, we need to become close to God. We need to invest in it. We need to put our time into it, our energy into it, and be willing to sacrifice for it. Kiyakriv means when you sacrifice, it doesn't mean sacrificing only what you have, but really who you are. To sacrifice who you are is what God is asking for. What is important to us? What is worth sacrifice? Because if we really want to come close to God, that is what we must do. We see right now what's taking place in the Ukraine and in Russia. We see hundreds of Chabad Shluchim families. Some have stayed. Others that are continuously involved with their communities trying to save their lives. Put, think, put their lives on the line for a fellow Jew, not for, altru not for any ulterior motives, but because they are a fellow Yid in need of salvation, of help, of medicine, of refuge. Kiyakrif, Mikem, it's got to be one of us. It's up to the Jewish people. No one's going to come save us. No one's going to come help us. We can see that quite clearly illustrated by the facts that we don't see demonstrations around the world about what's going on in Ukraine. We don't see marches when Israel and the Palestinians have a confrontation. The whole world is up in arms. Hundreds of thousands of people are marching in Amsterdam, in Belgium, in Switzerland, in the United States, and college campuses around the country. Not one word. The political will, the people don't care that much only when the Jewish people are involved. Only when they have a miscarriage of justice 
that they perceive as David versus Goliath. But here it's not the Jews. It doesn't matter. We have to have the right environment of caring for one another and knowing what it takes to sacrifice. We must get invested. We must give. Again, not what we have, but who we are, our very existence. And that's what brings us to Parsha Sav. He connects with that and says, what is Sav? Why the command? Because it's not a one-time commitment. It's a commitment for generations. That even when there's a loss of money, we come to the Kohen and we say, even when a Jew wants to bring a sacrifice, and it's a carbon oil, it's a burnt offering. And that burnt offering, you're not going to get any benefit from it. It's not like a shlomen. There's not going to be any parts for your family. But if a Jew wants to bring a carbon, you have to do it even when what we call it a chasar and kiss. There's a loss of money because your time is invested and you may not be getting anything in return. We have to be altruistic. But perhaps there's another way of looking at it. And that is, what does it mean? Chisar and kiss. Maybe it's the chisar and kiss of the Jewish people. As we know, sorry about that. As we know, in the future, it talked about in the first and second Bhakti Mikdashes that there was also a chisar and kiss, but this time it came from the Jewish people. The Jews said to Hashem and said to the, to, uh, the leaders of the time, they were doing the mitzvahs, but they were bringing karbonis in a way that was systematic. It was rote with no intention, no focus. They just did it because. It was perfunctory. It was the right thing to do. That's the way I was brought up, with no passion, with no investment, with no involvement. And they said, why should we bring it? It's a chisar and kiss. Maybe it's a waste of time, a waste of money, if I don't feel it. In the second base of Mikdash, there was a different issue. They said, why do we have to bring it? Do you think God cares what kind of sacrifice I bring? If I bring a cow, or I bring a sheep, or I bring a goat, or I bring a bird? They stopped bringing the best of what they had, because they stopped thinking that God cares. And they started to look at Karbonis potentially as a waste of money, a chisar and kiss. Then what do you do? We have the command of Tzav. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Aaron and his children, we must know as leaders, as influencers, as people that can make a difference, that we do things even when there is no ulterior, even when there's no personal benefit. But it's the right thing to do. That is what we do. We do it because Hashem said so. Because Tzav means Tzav Tzavachibor. Tzav means connection. Sav means creating a bond with God Almighty, not because it makes sense, not because it makes us feel good, but because it's the right thing to do. Because if we don't do that, then there'll be future generations. Like it happened in the Bhatti Mikdashas that the Jews stopped caring. They did it because that's the way they were created. That's, they grew up in that household. They grew up in a household of Davins. They do, grew up in a household that brings Karbanis. They, but they stopped caring. Second base of Mikdash is that God doesn't care. So when they see leadership, if people that do things for the right reasons, it could motivate others to do things for the right reasons. And ultimately brings us to Pasha Shmini. Bayema Shmini was the most beautiful day, a day that, Moshe, that Aaron was going to take over the Kahuna Gedelo together with his children, Nadav and Aviu and Elazar and Risamar. And tragedy ensues. Nadav and Aviu unfortunately were killed. A fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the reason that it consumes them, there's many interpretations. But one of them is they wanted ecstasy, they wanted spirituality, they wanted euphoria without the action. They wanted elevation. They said action, mitzvahs, that's for the simple people. Moshe, you go take care of those guys. We want to elevate. We want to bring incense. We want to spiritually connect on our own terms. And Hashem sends a very important message that if we're going to be Adam Kiyaka, if you want to get close to God, you got to do it God's way. You got to do it the way that he showed us to do it. We're finite. God is infinite. There's no way to connect with God 
unless he shows us how, and he does show us how, not by our own arbitrary ideas, not by our own arbitrary incense, our own arbitrary elevation. But God says, you got to do it, and you got to sacrifice for what God finds to be important. And we show that idea of altruism, doing what's right, even when it costs us money, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it puts us in a very uncomfortable position, then there's no question about it. Then we hear the word Vayikra, and it's a calling. It's Ashkach HaPratis, divine providence, a privilege to be a Yid. It's a privilege that God calls us. It's an unbelievable opportunity. And that's what we tell our children, that you matter, that you count, that you're important. God loves you. God calls upon you. And he expects a response to stand up for what we believe in. And as we know, with the unfortunate passing, the tragic passing of Rabbi Kanevsky, a Gadol Hadar in our, in our world, to be able to see a man who devoted his time to learning God's Torah, to learning Hashem's Torah, to teaching and inspiring Yidin around the world, a man who could try to emulate at least in a position of thinking, wow, this man gave everything for Klal Yisrael. This man continues to live way beyond his passing because we could live through his teachings and that is obviously Yisrael, love for a fellow Jew, standing up for what we believe in, in an uncompromising fashion, and hopefully elevate all of the Jewish community together with the coming of Mashiach.